This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Welcome to Shot of History. Previously on Shot of History. And that voice you hear is uh, is Kelvin. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> Doing an episode on Brown versus the Board of Education mm-hmm. uh, and reminding people that uh, black people are in fact people. Uh, the Tootsie Roll was invented in 1896. The candy. Not, not the, the dance. Not, not the dance. Um, and the United States in 1953 is still very, very segregated because of the separate yep. but equal... Law. So all this stuff is going on in 1953. People of color yeah. from voting at all. Yeah. So bathrooms. Uh, when I was uh, when I first got married, we went on our oh, first got married. Oh, when we went on our went on our bleh. honeymoon. Yeah. Yes. Got you. Okay. I got gotcha. Shot of history, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So uh, when we went on our honeymoon, we went to Washington D.C. because I'm a historian. Yep. And I was like, shit, I'm a Detroit historian, and Washington D.C. is built in the same back uh, same blueprint as Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we went and we went. On a tour of the Pentagon, private tour of the Pentagon, because oh, nice. my brother-in-law uh, was pretty high up in the Air Force. He had some people who owed him some favors. One of the guys was a dentist working at the right, right, at right. the Pentagon. He took us on a tour, and he said, "By the way, there are twice as many bathrooms in the Pentagon as necessary. Nobody ever waits." I was like, "Why?" It's like because when the Pentagon was built, separate but equal. separate but equal, uh. so nobody ever waits, <laughs> right? Uh, and so. Uh, you had that, and then also even morgues, like even in death. That is the most screwed up thing to me when I read that. It, it blows. <laughs> my, you're dead. What is it? Yeah. Even at, at that point, you can't let your prejudice go. Right. Like even at, even in death. I've heard like all, like I get it if you're if you're Catholic and Protestant. I right, get that. Right, you right. can't be buried in the same cemetery. <laughs> I get that. Right, I right. still don't get that. But we actually have a cemetery. We have a cemetery in uh, in Detroit that was built that way, where yep. you have Protestant and Catholic on. And you have a husband and wife. There's a fence right down the middle. I want to say it's Elmwood Cemetery. Okay. Where you have a husband on one side and a wife on the other of because the fence that goes right down the middle because of the Protestant Catholic thing. Mm. I get that. That makes sense. This is why I'm not religious, <laughs> y'all. Screw those Catholics. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, this, so even in death, right, you, you couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. be together. That's so it was either ridiculous. segregated or, or whites only. And so in, in 1951... Linda Brown is eight, is, she's eight years old, right? And she always wondered, and this is kids, they're precocious, but they, they start to make sense of things. Right. Just like my niece, right? Uh, and, and she always wondered why she had to walk seven blocks from her house to catch the bus to go to a school five miles away when Sumner Elementary School was just four blocks from her house. She could have just walked to school. Right. She could have walked yeah. to school, right? Less than, uh, less blocks than walking to the bus. That's right, she, five she, miles right. Away. yeah, she, yeah, she, she literally had to walk past the school <laughs> to get to her bus stop to go to a school five miles oh, away. Geez. Right, and uh, and at this time in, in nineteen in nineteen fifty three, uh, even in nineteen fifty one, of course, blacks are wondering, hey, look, if everything's so equal, why don't why don't white people want to use what we're using? Why don't white people want to use what we're using? And and so when we're talking about all of what was going on, the greatest disparity was actually in the public school system, yeah. right? Primarily, uh, but not exclusively, in the heartland of the former Confederacy. And so to kind of describe the schools for whites, they were always brand new. 
well-maintained, properly staffed. They were amply supplied. I, I remember this when I was doing my student teaching in history. I was teaching yep. out at uh, uh, Lake Orion High School, Lake Orion, Michigan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember the first day I was there, the, the teacher was like, all right, I want you to go down to the library, and I want you to get me the computers. I was like, <laughs> the, what? Computers? <laughs> I remember, like, I was in high school, I was like, what? Get the computers? When I, I had a computer classroom where they were all just in a room. And they right. were like, like this big. I mean, they yeah, they yeah. were huge. Apparently yeah. Dell computers had donated a bunch of computers. And there was like this long standing. Roller like, cart? Eight, yeah. yeah, it was roller cart. 18 Dell computers and each student got their own. Uh, well, there were 36 students. Yeah. And so you two, pair up, yeah, yeah, paired up and had to use them, right? <laughs> but they had all this shit. And then I hear in, like, in, in Detroit, Teachers are buying their own supplies, right? Right, right. Um, but schools for blacks at this time in 1951 to 53, they were schools in single-room shacks. There were no toilets in these shacks. So kids either had to go out to the outhouse or they had to hold it all day. Uh, there was one teacher, broken chalkboards. Black parents had to buy coal for their children if they wanted them to be warm in the winter months. That's what school was like yeah. for, for black kids. Wow. Um, and so at this time, there were this, there was this handful of courageous Southern blacks, mostly teachers, ministers, um, families, and they began this struggle that turned that turned back these laws. That would begin mm-hmm. to turn back these laws. And so Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall was at that time. So Thurgood Marshall would later become a, a Supreme Court justice, yep. mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, there was a movie about him. Yeah, it just yeah. came out. Marshall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he would become the uh, I want to say Supreme Court chief. I think he became, became, yeah, I think yeah, he becomes he, he, chief, chief justice. justice right? Yeah, they were giving away free tickets to go see it too, and I I got all excited. I was like, oh, I can go see this for free. I'm going to see it either way. But it was sold out everywhere. Like so many people went and saw that movie. So is it Chadwick Boseman who plays him? Yes. Yeah. So he plays the first chief justice, and he plays Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, he's actually. I mean, he's been in so many movies the last two years. Like, he's like the go-to. He's the new Denzel. Yeah. Like, he's the go-to. Uh, I don't know if he's a new Denzel. Uh, I think that's the guy in Star Wars. Uh, Let's just be honest. They uh, kind of look alike. Uh, no. No, I'm gonna go. So? I think he's the new Denzel. Okay. That right. this is my prediction. I, right. I definitely think he has the staying power of Denzel. <laughs> yeah, okay. me too. I think he's a fantastic actor, and he's he's not he's easy on the eyes. <laughs> oh well, that's n- nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, uh, although I like to say that I look like a <laughs> when I was dating, I would always say, "Hey, look, I know I'm not Denzel, but I'm also I'm." I'm not Denzel, but I'm not Flavor Flav. I'm somewhere in the middle, right? <laughs> I don't know how Flavor Flav got all those women, but anyway, uh, money. Money talks. So Thurgood Marshall at this time, not on the Supreme Court, not the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, he is a ter- he's an attorney uh, for uh, from Baltimore. Uh, it, it appears that Thurgood Marshall was not. He's not the, the chief. He's justice. not the chief justice, but he no. was the. He, he was the he, first black. He was justice. the first. Yes, okay. first black right. justice. Hey, shot of history. You know, you got alcohol in you. You're going to get some historical yeah. facts wrong. Um, so Thur- thank you, Internet. Yes, yes. again, Thurgood Marshall. Uh, he was the attorney. Uh, he was an attorney from Baltimore, and he led the NAACP's Legal Defense and Education Fund. That much I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this 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 lawsuit that they that they release. Um, and it was the small town folks from Kansas, South Carolina, Virginia, and, uh, Virginia, Virginia, uh, Virginia, and Delaware, uh, and they were balking at this injustice, right, uh, of the separate but equal laws. Uh, and so, here's the deal about this: when we think about cases that go before the Supreme Court today, it's like, hey, look, you're the face of this, you're, and the internet's on your side. You need to have the right to marry who you love. 
well, at this t- at this time, the internet didn't exist. You didn't get a lot of people on your side. It's like you were just shit on yep. if you did this. And mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of them were threatened with the loss of their jobs. Uh, hey, you're not going to get bank credit. Uh, and there were also threats of violence and death, right? right. You know, we're going to lynch you, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so at this time, I talked about Linda Brown. So her father was Reverend Oliver Brown. And in 1951, he tried enrolling his daughter in the all-white Topeka, Kansas school that they were in or that, mm-hmm. that was by their, uh, by their house. And uh, again, Linda's eight at the time. She's excited. She's, she's thinking like a kid. I'm excited. I get to go to school with my friends who live in my neighborhood. And she sits in the lobby while, with the secretary while her father goes in to speak to the principal. And she's hearing these raised voices, especially her father. And he comes, he, the door slams open. He stomps out of the office, grabs her hand, and he just takes her home. Uh, because lo and behold, they, of course, were denied entry right, right. Uh, on account of the separate but equal laws. And so uh, there were a number of people. I think there were like 20 families. There were 20 families yeah. uh, that were part of this class action lawsuit. Uh, and Brown's name came first alphabetically. And so right. uh, his name is going to be attached to this case. Uh, that that Thurgood Marshall is going to be arguing before the Supreme Court in yep. 1953. So thus the case becomes famously known as Brown versus, versus the Board of Education. Actually, it's Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka. Mm-hmm. We just call it Brown of, uh, Board of Education. We shorten it because it's easier. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, now, we have very short attention spans here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What? Huh? Brown versus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Um, so at this point, okay. So we talked about uh, 1896 ruling Plessy versus Ferguson. Um, there were some parts of that had been struck down uh, already in 1950. Uh, so we're three years later, but in 1950, uh, the sweet decision by the Supreme Court, uh, they determined that equality involved more than just physical facilities. Uh, the McLaren decision said that black students in state universities uh, couldn't be segregated after admission. So, hey, if you're allowed to go to a state college, like, you know, MSU, Michigan State, uh, you know, MSU, uh, U of M, uh, you can't be segregated. Uh, but, of course, there are a lot less black students. Right at right. that at that time, um, so it wouldn't even make sense uh, to segregate your students to make it an entire dorm for just your one black student that's at U of M <laughs> wouldn't make sense. Um, no. uh, and then the, the Henderson decision also banned railroad dining car segregation. So remember the that railroad uh, the the car seg- the passenger cars <laughs> alcohol's a hell yeah. of a drug. Um, he had one shot. Now he's like. <laughs> I've had two shots. I, I pre-gamed it. Oh, um, okay. So, then he's, he's beaten up. Um, they're, they're, making, they're making progress on the railroad at this point. Right. Because now the railroad dining car, the dining yeah. car is desegregated. Right. Every other car is still segregated, segregated but you yeah. can at least eat together, right? Um, Aw, so, isn't that thoughtful? Isn't that quaint, right? Um, so, <laughs> you can so, eat together just at separate times. Right. So, but, but. These decisions are, are kind of limited. They're circumscribed uh, cases uh, without any kind of broader interpretation. So right, basically, right. most of Plessy versus Ferguson is, is intact, uh, keeping America a separate but equal nation. So here comes Brown versus Board of Education. And these three uh, Supreme Court cases give Thurgood Marshall the momentum that he needs culturally mm-hmm. you know, to argue this. Um, unfortunately, so he goes before the case, he goes before the court, argues this brilliantly. Uh, unfortunately, as fortune would have it, just after Thurgood Marshall argues his case before the Supreme Court, uh, there's a, there's a change in the makeup of the court. 
due to the sudden death of the Chief Justice, uh, Fred M. Vinson, at the time. And this just happened recently, again, mm-hmm. uh, under the Obama administration, uh, a- a- Anthony Scalia. Uh, was Scalia died? Scalia yeah, Scalia died, died, right? died. Yeah, and they weren't going to uh, appoint a new justice yeah. because... Well, then it'll be too liberal. Right, yeah. Not it'll the be, first time It'll be a, too much like America. Not and, the first time that's happened, but yeah. Like, we don't want our, our uh, justice system representing America yeah. as it is. And, I mean, you know, so Republicans that. absolutely kept, you know, a... Uh, kicking the can down the... Yeah, yeah kick the can down the road. They didn't let the Supreme Court uh, nominees, uh, qu- totally qualified nominees to be uh, uh, nominated by uh But unqualified... Nominees right now. Yeah, you're good. Well, to those go. are those are lower courts at least. Um, but then you know Trump is in, and now he's got. Um, he is shaping policy yeah. uh, on uh, on that bench. Uh, so here's 50 years ago, 70 years ago at this point, uh, Thurgood Marshall's dealing with the same thing. Shit, I've just argued this case brilliantly. Yeah, I feel like it's going our way. Oh no, Chief Justice just died. Yeah. Uh, so now you've got a change in the court. Uh, Eisenhower appoints uh, Earl Warren to now be the Chief Justice. Uh, Earl Warren is a Republican. He's a former California governor. Uh, he was a vice presidential candidate on the Dewey ticket. So remember Truey versus Duman? Uh, uh, Tru- Truman versus Dewey. Did I just mix up their names? I put their, new- I put their names together. Truey versus yeah. Duman. I, like, I kind of yeah, like I did, that. I just did that. That's fun. Uh, so Truman versus Dewey. Uh, remember the the famous newspaper where uh, Truman yeah. wins and he's holding up Dewey yeah. beats, uh, defeats yep. uh, Truman? Uh, so uh, he was the losing vice presidential candidate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so now he's uh, chief justice of, of the Supreme Court. Uh, now, some interesting things about this guy. So when he was California's attorney general, so before he became governor, he was attorney general. He pressed for the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. So uh, Totally logical. Yeah. T- yeah. Well, no, here's the thing. Asshole by t- 2018 standards, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this was actually seen that this... At the time of him, well, it was it, it was no different than like during World War One when like multiple places were doing business in German and German was you know in in the cult you know ingrained right. in culture and then they were just like nope Germans are assholes everybody everybody off the boat right right <laughs> and, and so at this time you know when people were thinking hey who's going to become the next Chief Justice oh Earl Warren. Yeah, he had he had, yeah he's a guy who had the Japs put in yeah, internment yeah. camps. This is a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. And so it's seen as having good sense at the time, rather than the egregious error that it's seen as right, right. as today. And so um, the other interesting fact is, so he becomes chief justice, and he ends up leading the Supreme Court through the next sixteen years of tumultuous cases that would shape America's approach to um, things like racially. Racial equality, uh, criminal justice, although our criminal justice system still needs an overhaul, uh, and then also freedom of expression, which is being considered again in the um, landmark case right now. So uh, Eisenhower at the time, totally not a champion of civil rights. Uh, he'd, he'd later note that it was a mistake to, uh, to, to appoint Warren as a chief justice. <laughs> wow. uh, he said it was the biggest damn fool mistake I ever made, uh, which is kind of nuts. Um, well, at least he recognizes errors. <laughs> I'm black. That's yeah. not cool. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so from the outset, even before, actually, even before he was confirmed by the Senate, Warren Warren made it very clear from the start that he would overturn Plessy. Yeah, and this is how you hear about you know guys now like, oh, I'm making clear they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. 
Right. By the way, if you're listening, Roe v. Wade is never going to be overturned. No. Yep. Ever. Um, Agreed. There's always threats to it, but not big enough ones. Right, right. Uh, so, so he makes it clear from the start that he's going to overturn Plessy uh, because he believed that the law could no longer tolerate this, um, this separating uh, any race as inferior. Even if yep. people thought that races were inferior, um, right. the law couldn't, couldn't hold that. Right. And so that yeah, was... Yeah, he was actually realizing that this was bullshit, like separate but equal. We're still the we're still spitting in the face of the law, right? That exists. Yeah, that was and, now and that the was, social thing. Still, you know, whatever. Right. But, it's, it's not yeah. like he thought, hey, black people are equal. Same thing with Lincoln. He's like, hey, right. I want to free the slaves, but we're going to relocate you to Liberia, right? So, so Warren Warren Newton also though. I mean, he was kind of this brilliant jurist, right? He was very mm-hmm. smart politically, very savvy. Uh, and he, but he knew this case. He looked at this, uh, this uh, Brown versus the Board of Education case, and he knew the case would need um, unanimity. Uh, yep. uni- unanimity? Is that the word? Unanimity? It would need a unanimous vote. Yeah, yes, it would. Yeah, it's That's way easier to say unanimous. Way better when you were drunk, all right? Um, and so uh, all nine voted to overturn Plessy Plus. versus Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Warren's voice would be uh, used to write the majority decision, which was everybody, right? Unanimous right, right. decision. Uh, this was kind of the judicial equivalent of the shot heard around the world. Um, but what the case didn't do, what the case did not do, uh, was end racism. A right? law is oh, not no. going to end racism, it's not, unfortunately. Right? Um, no, they. I mean, come on. They they made the decision about gay marriage, and people were still trying to find ways to fight it. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, you had, you had the. I think, yeah. It was after the Supreme Court case came down that the the clerk, I can't remember what state I she was yeah, she was in. It was like Tennessee. Or oh God, that terrible West woman. Virginia. Yeah, actually, the guy that she denied uh, the I the know. one of the guys that she denied uh, the marriage license yeah. to is now running against her for for her yeah, oh uh, for her good. position, right? Uh, for his, I, uh, apparently, I where where I work, uh-huh. uh, the chief justice of the court in that area was just like yeah we're not gonna do that and like immediately he was removed from the right. from position of power because they're like yeah this place is like way too liberal for you to be yeah like, right yeah, <laughs> those but, gays but that's us. the interesting thing it's <laughs> like we we celebrate these landmark cases right but we forget that they can be challenged because that's right. how American law works. And right. so states... Well, this one particular case, yeah, whatever, fine. But all this other shit. Right, <laughs> right. And, and so states... Uh, so this case comes down, right? Brown versus Board of Education comes down. A landmark case shot heard around the world, but states have rights. Right. And so they have appeal after appeal. Uh, the states have these delaying tactics. They call out troops. You know, hey, mm-hmm. desegregation is the law now. Yeah. Here come the black kids. Troops are there. Mm-hmm. You're not, oh, those guys have guns. Yeah, yeah. We're not going in there because they shoot black people. <laughs> if you think shooting black people is anything new, it's not. Um, uh, and and ultimately, ultimately, yeah. violence and venomous. This kind yeah. of outflow of racism. It's it, and it's targeting school children. That's the yes. thing. They're right? kids. They're that, just they're kids, yeah. right? And, and we feel that way. Like we see the movie Ruby, Ruby Bridges. Right, we see the little little eight year old girl Ruby Bridges is marched mm-hmm. into school by the National Guard. The mm-hmm. National fucking Guard had to yep. escort a child into mm-hmm. school. Talk about trauma. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what does that do to a child's 
mentality and how they they view the world as is they it, grow up. Is it you know? trauma or do they think they have the biggest dick in the room? <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I got guards. Yeah, I, I feel like it's traumatic. It would be uh, definitely at, at I mean, that age, at eight being, years old. Yeah, you're yeah. being caught. You're basically being singled out because you're still being singled out because of the color of your skin or, or whatever. Yeah, but right now, it's like, oh, I, I get to go here, but I'm really not wanted. Huh. And and, right. and white yeah. people super mobilized on this. And right. This isn't to. I mean, this is to bring out the racism of the time, not to call white people all white people racist in 2018 by any by any means, right? right. Um, but organizations at the time, such as Defenders of State Sovereignty and Individual Liberty, they were definitely racist, and they mm -hmm. organized what was known as mass resistance, so those delaying tactics, calling yep. out troops. Uh, blacks wishing to to transfer to white schools, uh, they were met with this, this complex selection process. Mm -hmm. Like, we're gonna mm -hmm. let a few of you in, but here's like this long, almost immigration test Right. To, to oh get in, God. right? Uh, immigration levels. And they still passed it, and they're like, you know what? Actually, we've got this other test. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're super smart, but, we, yeah, we're going to create another test because yeah. we didn't think you were that smart. Um, the state of Virginia, uh, which is not a state, by the way. It's a commonwealth. Yes. The commonwealth of Virginia to yep. the day. Um, Virginia they, and uh, Kentucky, both yeah. commonwealths. Uh, yeah, you went on that bourbon tour, yeah. so you would yeah. know that. I didn't know that until just now. See, I'm learning shit. Um, they, they tried to lessen the influence of the NAACP. Uh, by making it harder to file these school desegregation lawsuits, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So 1953, this law comes down, mm -hmm. right? But over a decade goes by before schools really start to be desegregated. Right. Um, the Civil Rights Act of 64 kind of quickened this pace because desegregation, uh, the, the federal government kind of threatened the loss of federal funding. All right, mm -hmm. you want to keep your schools white? Cool. Fine. No more federal funding. Yeah. So basically, we're going to make your great school like the black schools. Right. right. And, and well, we don't want our schools to be like the black schools. <laughs> we like our supplies. Right. We like that the kids have all the computers. All the, there were no computers at that time. Well, they have, like, <laughs> right. books. Right. They've got all the books yeah, that are updated. <laughs> um, and so the, the federal government threatens the, this loss of federal funding. Um, and so... There were also three Supreme Court cases that came down, uh, came down starting in 1958, uh, mm. 1968. Sorry, um, that also quickened the pace. They mm. they ended the freedom of choice plans, uh, shifting the job of a lot of desegregation was done at the state level. They shifted it from uh, state level to school boards. Your individual school board school boards yep. had to decide on this kind of stuff. Oh, that's um, even worse. Yeah, well, they had to make it their job. They had to do it, right? But they put it on the school boards to lessen the work on on the states. Um, there was also a landmark case focusing on Mississippi uh, that increased pressure on the South to desegregate. Mm -hmm. And in 71, the Supreme Court ruled on a case that le uh, that legitimized busing as a means of integrating schools. It's like, okay, cool. You're creating these all white neighborhoods so that, right. hey, look, well, now you made it about schools being close to right. you. Well, now we made it an all white neighborhood and there's an all black neighborhood over there. So the closest school to them is naturally going to be all black. Right. Well, well, that's still well, the, the case. Today. Well, it is now, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. other laws have come down. Um, well, that's because white people get further and further and further and further <laughs> right. away from the but city. That, but that is, but that is the case now. Yeah. Still, I mean, yeah, in some ways, it's still by the, the case. nature of like people are like, well, I'll just move here where they're like everybody looks like me. Right. But <laughs> and, busing became right. a big thing, and so courts legitimized busing uh, from from black neighborhoods to, to right. white neighborhoods to go to these uh, better schools. Um, and so, as kind of as a result of these these decisions. Uh, and and the growing role the federal government loved that or hate that 
Um, large numbers of African-American students started entering formerly white schools, right? And, and vice versa. White, there were some white kids who started wanting to go to the black school. Like, hey, look, I want right. to learn how to dance. <laughs> What's with this soul food thing? I have black eyed peas and it changed my, my life. I need to have some of those. Uh, so in 1960s, 1970s, of course, I'd also saw some riots. So there was a right. huge upheaval uh, in, in American, in the American perspective in, in all this. And this kind of started though, with Brown versus uh, the Board of Education uh, in Topeka, Kansas. And so, uh, so that's, that's, that's what I wanted to say about that stuff. And we're still, we're, we're not close. Uh, no, we're closer. There's still a lot of stuff we got to do well, in, in this kind of yeah, thing. We were, yeah. we were moving in the right direction. And then Trump And happened. then make America great. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's so sad because I feel like, you know, as, yeah. as far as things have come, like we've just taken a huge step back and it's all right. of a sudden become culturally okay <laughs> to be racist again. And I just don't understand that. Yeah, it, explicitly. It but angers me. When you're also talking about education, though, I mean, even in today's world, you do have, I mean, even before Trump was president, before Obama oh, yeah. was president, mm-hmm. before, you know, um, uh, Bush too had no child left behind act and all that. Yep. You still had kind of this city versus neighborhood versus rural kind of mentality where you've got your, you've got, there's a reason why there are programs where people are like, Hey, I will go teach in the city for a few years, get these incentives to pay off my student loans and then go where the, the pay is cushy and the supplies are yep. great. Mm-hmm. You still have this issue where teachers in Detroit aren't getting paid. Um, they're buying the supplies for the kids because they yep. just love the kids but right. they're still underpaid, right? Uh, and the suburbs have have great supplies and things like that. So there's still a long way to go, but legally, Brown right. versus the Board of Education did end segregation uh, in schools. The Civil Rights Act uh, expanded that uh, as well. And, and I'll talk about that when we get to the, yeah. the Birmingham uh, bus boycott uh, in, in future episodes. But, but that's my Brown versus the Board of Education history lesson for the day. Fan, I'm yeah. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I had two shots. I'm drunk. I cannot guarantee. I cannot guarantee that my Rosa Parks episode <laughs> is going to be uh, very coherent. No, you're fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. We can we can do uh, Rosa Parks take two if we need to <laughs> <laughs> next year. But uh, but but thanks for having me back. Yeah, I, I hope this I hope this was you. educational. Yeah, yeah, very much good. so. So. Anyway, that's... I learned some stuff. Oh, yeah. You learned some stuff. <laughs> cool. That's the whole point of this show yeah. is we have fun and we learn stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I learned some shit because I was sober when I when I put this together. <laughs> and I'm drunk now at the end of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> shit. It's like learning all over I again. I am learning all over again, which is great. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if, if, there's, if there's anything I can point to, by the way, just kind of a, a resource. Uh, if if you're not into to reading history, one of, the, one of my favorite books... Uh, about history, which was a great resource for this, was uh, Don't Know Much About History by uh, by Kenneth C. Davis. Mm-hmm. He writes some of the best don't know much about type books. Right, right, right. Um, and his book has uh, highly informed this yeah, episode yeah. and will will inform my next I one I see well. that you also have Howard Zinn's uh, A People's History of the United States. Yeah, see, here's the deal. Howard Zinn, I love him, but I feel like he was kind of a little angry. He was like, oh, oh, you love Columbus? You love Columbus? Let me tell you some shit about Columbus. <laughs> Well, <laughs> not that he wasn't right, but he was always kind of like, he was kind of angry. He was accurate. <laughs> well, you know, I read an I read an article about like when he was writing this and it was just like he was so fed up about hearing like the victor side mm-hmm. of things. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to write a book that's from the perspective of the losers. Of the losers, right. And, and like actually give the other account of what's going on. Not like, oh, Columbus, he discovered the new world. It was so great. I just see him interviewing primary resources like, so tell me about Columbus. 
Yeah, Columbus. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, and, and we've talked about this on the show countless yeah. times. You know, history is written by the victor. So right. I think it's really good to have that other point of view because right. the truth yes, lies but somewhere. He does, he does sound very angry. Well, you know, and who can blame him? Right. You no. know, I, I, I get it. And right. sometimes I like a little, you know, right. volatile history. Right. I, I want to hear I just passion. Love how, and, I love how you get to like the history of the United States, like into getting into modern times and he's just like oh yeah it's all like the rich versus the poor right and we're right. gonna and they're gonna continue to do all this shit that you see going on and do nothing about right the truth lies somewhere between the victors and the losers and right. you have to hear both sides and kind of come up with your own idea of the truth because right. i don't think anything that's written in these books is a hundred percent true and that's, I mean, no, it's always going to be from a certain perspective. Right. There's always going right. to be, yeah, yeah, definitely going to be perspective on history. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can at least get the facts right, this happened at this time, this is the law, this is how it works, um, mm -hmm. I think we can get closer to a more perfect union. Right. Yeah, like you guys, you know, I got my thoughts about Trump. Uh, I feel like we're getting further than that, that more uh, perfect union. But right. at least at this point in 1953, the Supreme Court was like, yeah. Uh, in, in 1896, we made a huge mistake. Let's fix that shit. Right. This, right. this is actually that's the first. That's one of the first cases where the Supreme Court said that was a mistake. Right. They admitted the mistake, and they said let's let's remedy that. And yeah. so Brown versus the Board of Education was kind of the first of many civil rights cases that kind of spearheaded. You know, and hopefully there's now. many, many, many more. more to yeah. come. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we need more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. It, yeah. Remedying actual mistakes not like yeah oh this is a mistake but it really like you know yeah not I just admitting it's Dev. a mistake but fix yeah. it Acti active, actively fixing right uh, the yeah. mistake not just saying hey equality i'm for yeah. it yeah. you gonna do anything nope no nope. i'm just gonna say <laughs> yeah equality it's great yeah. uh, i'm gonna go netflix now yeah just be uh, good be yeah. good to be be good to each other people yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> all right well i think it's time to oh. pop out the plugs uh-oh you're our guest, Kelvin. Oh, that, has been my, that has been in my ass the whole episode. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, you. Do you feel much Jesus better Christ. now? <laughs> I got a shit like a motherfucker. No. <laughs> uh, now, uh, pop out the plugs. So, uh, obviously, uh, my tour company uh, is uh, 7.2 Tours. We do uh, tours of Detroit. Uh, and then also my own podcast on, uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, we do uh, Leading Questions with Calvin Moore, which is a uh, roundtable podcast where we have people on to talk about... Uh, Topics that they classically disagree mm. upon. It's also here on the uh, podcast Detroit Network. Woo -woo. So, yes. Yep. And you can find it on iTunes, Google. Yes. Wherever fine podcasts are. Wherever fun. fine, fine. <laughs> uh, although I'm much more sober on that podcast. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, to be fair, it is 10 o'clock in the morning, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's 11 I am an irresponsible human being. <laughs> uh, all right. Steph? Um, uh, com for most of your Stephanie Menard needs. I just updated my con schedule, and so you can find that there. And Psychopath 3 will be out for Astronomicon, which is in Sterling Heights uh, February 9th through 11th. So if you're from Michigan and you want to come hang out and get a copy of Psychopath 3, I will be there with a limited amount of them. <laughs> Um, and if I don't sell out there, I will be at Blood Bash in Jackson, Michigan the following Saturday, which is a, a horror convention. It's my first full-on horror Four? convention. Whoa. I'm super excited. And I think David Hayes is going to be there, too, so I'll actually oh. know somebody there. Oh, Never boy. be the first black person to go to a horror convention. You will 
you will die. You'll be the first one to go. <laughs> You're the first one to die. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you live in the Jackson area, um, I'll have my Shot of History book with me as well. So I'll, I'll have all my stuff, but right, it's right, a horror right. convention. So, yeah. you know, you got to push that horror. <laughs> I feel like you won't be the... Bl- First black person to go to one won't be the first one to die, but they'll be the first one yeah. to be escorted from the building because they can't murder you. But then I would feel like that would get in the way of separate but equal. <laughs> right, do I have to have my own con? Right. right. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's all I got. This all week. right. Uh, well, uh, I will, as always, promote Snake Oil Comics. Uh, oh, what other podcasts? Uh, Salty Language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Jeannie's planning on attending our uh, Shot of History two-year anniversary recording. I'll be there. I'll yeah. be there. Woo-hoo. Yeah, March 24th at uh, the Old Shillelagh in downtown Detroit. Yep, one of the most historic bars in yes. downtown Detroit. And we'll be there from 2 to 6 yes. doing live shows, signing our Shot of History book, free shot glasses while they last. If I remember to bring them. I, I have some at my house, <laughs> okay. too. I have so a I'll few make, at my house. It, uh, good. I'm I glad people. Couple. I use mine at home. So. I have gotten hella drunk off of those, although I feel like I I'm doing them a disservice if I'm not reading a history book yes. when I'm doing <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, go to uh, shotofhistory.com, uh, you know, click some of the uh, affiliate links on there. Uh, Audible, Amazon, History Drive Comics, History Tees. Uh, you know, that helps us keep this show going. So uh, until next time. I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big Dev. And I'm that guest, Calvin. I was allowed to be on here because separate but equal was struck down in 1953. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, white people.